previously on the Dave and Steve show. Uh, if you guys dislike me and I'm your least favorite part of the show, you get two full weeks of no Dave. It's going to be mm-hmm. two full weeks of just Steve and Tracy. And they have promised massive surprises. Welcome to the Dave and Steve show. I am Steve and sitting right alongside me from parts unknown, the lovely and buxom Tracy. This is another one of those podcast nights that I feel like is going to produce a really, really weird show. Yes. Yes, it will. Off and running. Uh, we're on a we're on a Daveless podcast night. Um, as you may have recalled from last week's show, Dave explained that he's going to be away this week and leaving Tracy and I to mind the shop. And uh, already uh, the wheels have fallen off. Uh, we're, we're, we're engaged in trying to, you know, doctor up all kinds of technical issues. He's listening to this right now and he's already panicked. Um, a little bit of sweat running down his brow. Um, but he needs to remember that he clicked on it and he's listening to it. So it can't be all bad, right? Right. That's exactly it. And, uh, it's kind of funny because we were, we were talking in our pre-show show, which, (laughs) The the actual show that's a pre-show that nobody actually hears is that uh, Dave uh, has gone off to a Scandinavian country and, and in the current unrest that lives in the world, we we speculated that he may have joined something called the uh, the Norwegian Legion. Right, right. The Norwegian Legion, uh, which should not be confused with the French Foreign Legion or any other legions that you may have uh, heard about. Um so wasn't like Laurence Olivier, wasn't he like famously in like some French Foreign Legion films? Yes, back in the, like they the happened to be 1920s. called Laurence of Arabia, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. So then what would be the Norwegian equivalent? Was, that, wait, that was Peter O'Toole. Oh. Peter O'Toole was in Laurence of Arabia. We'll have, uh, we'll have our fact checkers look at that. I can't remember. Well, you can, to be honest. because I do remember, and it was it was Peter O'Toole <laughs> in Lawrence of Arabia. But. Well, we'll disagree to disagree. No, I think, actually, I think you're right on that. But uh, anyway, the Norwegian Legion, uh, which uh, would be a great uh, death metal band name. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a great... Or, or maybe a power metal band, something uh, the along the lines Legion. of... Uh, uh, I can't think of a power metal band from Norway. Most of them are from Finland. Everybody knows that. And so I'm trying to think of other words that rhyme with Legion so that we can, we, I can do an Egen, 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 but I don't have that. I, I, I don't, I don't have it. I'm sorry about that. It's a glass Legion. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Got nothing. <laughs> It's already, it's already fantastic. Um, so as you may have recalled when Dave left, um, he promised all kinds of fancy guests and, uh, and, and you know what? He, he was probably right, but he didn't book any of them. So they didn't, yeah, that's, they didn't come. He missed that little, that's a little bit of a, a thing that he missed a little detail, which he was in, he was stressed whenever he's about to travel, he gets stressed and he forgets some details. So <laughs> he did have a lot to pack. I, I hope he found a coat. Um, with with a uh, with a non threatening logo that he was able to find. I, I hope he did. 
Um, yeah, we I, determined exactly what that non-threatening logo would be, and uh, but he didn't <laughs> seem to buy in on that. So. No, yeah, I I didn't think that he did, but I I did go to Costco where I told him to go to look for a coat, and there was nary a coat to be found. They have already switched out their stuff, so there's there was no coats. Um, so are they already the into like uh, Bermuda shorts and uh, like uh, inflatable swimming pools There's and all g- kinds of kayaks? Things? I saw kayaks there. Um, you can get a good deal on a decent kayak for you know two sixty nine. So where where have you ever gone kayaking? Yes, yes. Okay, I have. so this is not a thing I've ever done in my life. It's something I've thought about doing, and I'm no expert on it. But it looks like it's the kind of thing that makes your arms very tired. It does. You can't, it, it can make your arms tired depending on how far you go. You want to go out for like an hour the first time. So go out and, and do it. You can rent them. And I do, I do, I do very much recommend renting before you just go buy a bunch of kayaks and say, this is what we do now. We're kayakers. Um, no, go rent some kayaks on like Lake Washington. Um, we got into it when we were down in Olympia. And it was really okay. That makes sense. Yeah, it was fun because they had a couple of different places you could go. The place we went was called Tugboat Annie's. They had a little place you could get breakfast afterwards, which I'm I'm a fan <laughs> of breakfast, right? <laughs> so we um, we rented and then we went out and we paddled around and we the like seals were swimming up next to us and popping their heads up and that's exciting, right? That's a lot of fun. Um, and uh, we found another place that uh, you know it was really pretty out there on the water. Um, take some sunscreen. Well, this is the thing that I don't think people realize in, in, well, no, I should correct myself. I think this is the thing that nobody cares about, (laughs) but, uh, Olympia is kind of like on the bottom of uh, Puget Sound. So Uh it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of right there. You don't think of it. It's because it's so far South. Right. Right. But it's right there on the water and it's, you know, it's a little bayish saltwatery area and, um, and really quite protected. So fun for, uh, paddling around in a kayak. So yeah, I do recommend going and, and paddling around a little bit. It does make your arms tired. So, you know, don't yeah, overdo so was, it the first time. I was thinking very likely trying the Sammamish, uh, river and kind of, cause it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lazy river basically. Okay. And so, uh, trying to go that way. And then if I, if I just got tired, I would just, uh, float back to my, to my car downstream. Yeah, and then right. That's see that that takes a whole other level of like trying to uh, plan. Like you have to plan for there needs to be like a pilot car that goes down, and that's uh, this was just like out like in a bay on a. Lake. So you just did a circle and then yeah, just smack um, some seals on the head with your uh, paddles, and then uh, then just came on in, had breakfast, and well, that's you're you're saying a lot about what. Uh, um, you're saying a, a, a lot about, uh, what I may or may not have done with the wildlife. And I, 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 I did not, I did not hit any seals over the head with, a. people a, think uh, seals are very aggressive and they will, uh, they will try to like, uh, come, come home with you in, in your car. So you <laughs> have pushy to... like salespeople. <laughs> Yes, like, exactly. Like door to door salespeople. Like, um, yeah, I have a cake in the oven, and there's a, we just had a phone call. I can't, uh, I can't talk to you right now. I bought two Kirby vacuum cleaners from uh, from, from Seals out there mm-hmm. in uh, 
in in the in, in the Olympia waters. Um, yeah, I have a really useless set of encyclopedias that I same thing. So <laughs> a bunch of bunch of fuller brushes. <laughs> yeah, so it's, nobody's uh, it's, gonna get these jokes. <laughs> they are just kind of they're just very uh just very old school yeah sorry about but. that um so yeah anyway do, do it like go to the university of washington um down there by the water and rent a couple of kayaks and just paddle around and check it out and then paddle back and then you know get a burrito and you know really really kayaking for me is what we eat afterwards that's that's what kayaking okay. really becomes for me is what are what is the after kayaking snack? Um, okay. Yeah. So just build it around a meal. And I think that that's good advice probably for a lot of events. Like I'm willing to do that, but what will we eat afterwards? Exactly. That's how people need to sell um, uncomfortable situations uh, to yeah, me. That, like, that's hey. how my honeymoon was a success. Really. <laughs> I was like, fine. Is uh, As long as we can get ice cream, I don't care. We're going, <laughs> we're going uh, we are going to go to my colleagues. Um, it, it's a, it's a, it's a funeral for a colleague. Um, it should take about three hours total. Uh, okay. That's, that's a terrible way to sell it. You know, it's, Hey, who wants to get a burrito? I do. Okay. So after Great. this three hours, <laughs> right next, it's right next to this funeral home. <laughs> That's all we just need to do is pay our respects and then you're just seconds away from the tastiest burrito you've ever had in and out and they don't charge for the hot sauces so that's yeah Mm. excellent um so if you know your if you know a good way to my heart it's uh well i I guess i spilled all the beans it's it's a good burrito um and apparently a bean bean burrito anyway well tracy i'm dying to know what you did this last week what what well i had uh the the interesting opportunity to leave the house and, uh, and I, uh, had to attend a work conference and I had to do, uh, presentations, uh, at a conference. And this, this time, unlike the last couple of years, it's been a conference with actual people at an actual place, um, and doing, you know, conferency things. Okay. And so it was, it was really cool to see, um, coworkers that I had not actually been in the same place with for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and there'd been some new coworkers that I'd never met personally, uh, that, uh, that were at the conference and they were doing, uh, one of them was uh, that I'd been working with and had mentored, uh, to some degree. And he was doing his first, uh, presentation really ever in front of actual people. So he was kind of oh. nervous, you know, doing that kind of thing where you're kind of over preparing, you know, burning calories on making sure that you've crossed every T and dotted every lowercase J and just everything's just perfect as can be. Um, and so he was rather nervous. So I got a chance to meet him and sit down and, and have breakfast with him. And it was kind of funny. So I was sitting there and he was talking about all the things he was thinking about. And I told him because he's he's actually going to be showcasing a new product, a new product that nobody's really using yet. So it's really like looking ahead. And whenever someone is moving from your old product to your new product, all they really want to know is like, can they can they do many of the same things, you know, that they used to do? Can their day to day like workflows? So I told him, I said, listen, just don't worry about all the details. People don't want to be trained. They want to be assured. They Ah. just want to be assured. And so next to me 
on this uh, this table right over there, this woman gets up and she butts into this conversation. Now, I need to point out that this room that we are in is like a green room. This is like a side room. We're not the riffraff eats breakfast at the conference, but basically this is where the, the host company and uh, people who are participants uh, have a place to catch, get breakfast between, you know, at a different hours because they have different like pre presentation responsibilities and things like that. So, uh, so there I am and she comes in and she says to me, do you know, you just described the key to every human relationship. So she's a person that kind of talks in this headspace. Okay. And I'm kind of wondering like what that is. And she says, that was very good. I was listening to you and I, that was, that was the, some of the best advice I ever heard. And I, I really think in just a few sentences, you really tapped into how it is that people connect and establish relationships. So I can tell probably she's probably a professional, a professional development speaker at this conference because that's how they talk. Right. Mm -hmm. the, the, and she's probably got a podcast or whatever. She does. So I, I she, said to her, I said, hello. She, I mean, so, so I won't use, I won't use her actual name, but I said, uh, um, I said, hi, I, I, I'm Tracy. And she says, I, I'm Marianne. And I said, hi, Marianne, where are you from? And she says, well, I'm from Florida right okay. now. And I said, Oh, that's great. And she says, well, I don't like to admit I'm from Florida because uh, uh, I'm a little embarrassed to even say I'm from there because let's just say this, the politics there is a little stupid and demeaning. Oh, and I so thought, she just, well, that's she, she just totally ramped up everything that you were, you were trying to be assuring to everybody. Yes. She was complimenting you on that. And then she brought up um, one of the, one of the topics that, that everybody knows you don't bring up when, when you're yeah, in, in mixed people. company on the first five minutes of meeting somebody, uh, usually, you know, religion, politics, in which, you know, eighties heavy metal band, do you think was the, had the best guitarist? Those are yeah. like things you don't delve into right away. I heard football, but yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, eighties guitars. Uh, yeah. That's, that's so a, it's yeah. like, you know, cause I'm like, Oh, Joe Satriani, I'm really more of an Ingve person. So yeah, whatever <laughs> douche anyway. So I'm like, okay, great. You've just, uh, I, and I'm, I'm sort of a largely I post political, I don't give a shit. And so, and also Florida, depending on every four years is a 50, 50 kind of thing. It's a swing state. So yeah. she could be swinging in any direction. So she's trying to imply maybe something in her mind, but she'll find no ally in me and I don't care. So, but then, but this is the interesting thing. She leaves the room because I might respond to her in a way that doesn't really get uh, the reaction that she's had. And I was, frankly, my response was a little cold okay. to what she said, as no. it should have been. Frankly. Not you? Yes. yes. It was a little cold and maybe a little biting. So um, so then I went, she left. And then later on, I was looking through the the pamphlet, the paper pamphlet that says like, hey, like what's going on in this conference and who are the keynote speakers? Well, come, come to... Come to find out, Mary Ann's a keynote speaker mm -hmm. at the conference. Oh, so, yeah. So she's she, there's going to be a giant general session with hundreds and hundreds of people watching, and she's going to speak to them, and she's going to speak to them about 
apparently maybe the uh, the key to unlocking connection and relationships. Well, she demonstrated to me that she was willing to delve into a very divisive, unnecessarily divisive conversation uh, after complimenting me. Wow. You um, know, she's so she's she's literally talking about reading a room without being able to read a room. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I'm like, <laughs> I want I, I didn't know it to be angry with her or jealous of her. And I think I am jealous of her. Now, here's the funny thing that I found out was that I didn't attend the general session. OK, uh, so because uh, in, uh, here's newsflash. I usually don't enjoy those things. You don't. So, uh, okay. Sorry. Exactly. Sorry. That's just again more surprises. Things about my personality style that you probably just never even realized. But so then the guy I was talking to when I met Marianne told me she quoted me in the session. Really? Yes, and she did not even footnote me. So, um, so anyway, but that was good that I gave her, uh, uh, gave her something to think about. So anyway, so it, it was great to be away. I slept great. I was in uh, a fantastic hotel, uh, that had recently been upgraded when they, they spent some money upgrading and when people couldn't really spend time at hotels. And so it was fantastic. Uh, uh, I ate well, I, I could spend time with people when I wanted to, and I could go away from people when I wanted to. And, uh, and then finally, when I arrived home, um, there was barely a shit given. So, <laughs> so that's how I knew I was back in the, in the, in the respectful confines of the, uh, uh of the green residence of my uh, home. So that is what I did this week. <laughs> that's stellar. That's really, that's really funny. Um, so I, I had, uh, I did not have a conference. Um, I did not have a conference to attend. So, uh, I'm a little, I like the tiniest bit jealous that you got to interact with a bunch of, you know, work people at a, at a, at a thing just because, but, uh, but I did have, um, a friend of ours go to a conference, um, in Seattle from, um, from our days in Kansas. Now this person lives in, um, Indiana now and, uh, flew out to this conference and we were really excited to hang with her. And I was mo I was very excited because I had, you know, talked her into, I didn't, I did not have to bend her arm in any way, shape or form, but she created, she has this recipe that I really, really like for this thing called banana pudding, which is big in the South or whatever. And right. of course I could look this up. Of course I could find a recipe for banana pudding, but I like her banana pudding. Right. And right. so, so she gives me the, she gives me the ingredients. I know this is not going to be a difficult thing to make. I mean, it's no pineapple casserole, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Clearly, it just I mean, has fewer ingredients. <laughs> See, I thought you were going to coerce her into making it for you, not just giving you. Well, she did. She made it for <laughs> me. She showed me how to do it. But she came over. She's hanging out. You know, the you know drinks were made and and um, and given. So you know, lubricated the engine of of um, of giving me my banana pudding that I so desperately wanted. But she gave me a list, right, to go out to to get the ingredients, and of course vanilla pudding. Okay. Sure. Um, some evaporated milk. She had a specific brand she wanted me to get. I got that. Um, she also wanted me you know, bananas, duh. Um, 
Cool so, Whip was it? Was this a well-known brand of evaporated milk? Yes. Yeah. It's... See, because I, I I grew up in the Snoqualmie Valley, and let's just say there's a certain town in the Snoqualmie <laughs> Valley that's named for a company that makes evaporated milk, and and there was no other company. Yeah. Uh, allowed news this flash. Would be like that's not yeah. the kind I got. <laughs> okay. Fine. <laughs> so, um, Dave's really pulling his hair out. I was talking about. Um, brands of evaporated milk but um i got uh i so i picked that up there uh you know cool whip is in this um okay and um van- cool whip is the equivalent of a sleeve of ritz crackers yeah <laughs> by the way yes it is yes very much so. so um and and used used in about the same kind of way but i i got that i got plenty of cool whip and um the the last important ingredient was vanilla wafers, right? Like vanilla okay. wafers. Like you've seen them. It's, it's like a staple in just about everybody's house. Um, you, or, or at least at one point has been, um, you know, them, you love them, whatever. So I, I went to the store, I picked out all the ingredients except for the vanilla wafers because the store didn't have vanilla wafers. Like there's yeah, a big open thing. They're famously caught up in the supply chain problems. Gone. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Could not find them. So I went to another store to look for them. Could not find them. This is T minus two hours from when this person is going to make good on her promise to um, create this banana pudding that I've. This is where I text her and ask her if she has a recipe for vanilla wafers. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, because I, 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 I could only go to two stores and I'm, I look up, I'm like, well, maybe I could have Amazon send them to me really quick because they, they're good at that. None to be found. Could not find them. Um, but I figured, okay, you know who's going to have some kind of vanilla wafer that nobody's buying? Whole Foods. They're going to have a brand of vanilla wafers that nobody's buying because it's yeah, not the same. they're going to cost $23. $23, be... you're going to get half as much. Yeah, <laughs> and... half the size. And they, uh, yeah. So on their way back from the, um, the airport, I texted, um, I texted them, uh, my, my wife and, and the friend and said, Hey, could you stop by either Trader Joe's or, um, uh, or Whole Foods because they're literally next door to each other. Um, and just go to Trader Joe's first, then go to, um, Whole Foods, and apparently they didn't have them at Trader Joe's, so they got a box of them from Whole Foods, and they were okay. We made this banana pudding. It was absolutely fantastic. It was really, really good. But that supply chain thing—that's one of the—that's one of the only times I've been bitten by it, really. Um, and because, it was on something that that you probably never would have guessed. Yeah, and something that I never would have needed, except for this desperate recipe that I really, really wanted to have, but by the way, this is a real pro move though. When you, when somebody has like a recipe that you want and they're from out of town, not only did you like get what you wanted, but you had them make it and <laughs> I then had them pick up the, the last shopping thing for you. <laughs> this is just absolutely. I mean, when you add it up, that's like a whole level of uh either impressive or pathetic. It's you just, uh, uh, you know, I am on one end of those scales. But uh, it's not it's the one spectrum. that I want to be yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Um, but I did notice today um, that I needed some saltine crackers, and those are out. So I had to get some off-brand water cracker. That no, why did you need those? 
Why? Who needs those? So when somebody's not feeling well or nauseous or whatever, they're 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 good for that. Um, yeah. And we have somebody that's recovering from surgery in the house and a little bit nauseous from the medication. So, um, so I just go straight for go just go for croutons. Just right there. Just, just I couldn't find them. I got you some croutons. Bag of some croutons. Gar- garlic butter, garlic butter and rosemary um, croutons. Right. And when you're nauseous, nothing barfs better than rosemary. Oh. So I'm <laughs> Oh, that's making me oh. Oh. <laughs> that's like deep in my soul kind of throw up. Yeah. Oh. Um but uh that was that was a very interesting thing. This sub- weird it's a weird supply chain th- supply chain thing that's going on around <laughs> snack crackers. Um Yeah, it's just a big cracker uh just uh putting the screws to it's you. like who's millhouse is a, dad's a big wheel down at the cracker factory gotta find yeah. somebody gotta find somebody that the uh, the cracker factory hookup is what i'm looking yeah, just, for uh, did you uh send an uh angry tweet i didn't um, i did not angrily tweet over this because it was it wasn't like it was a peach water or uh, it was something claiming to be peach water but it was really bubblegum flavored it was no i'm I, no, I didn't need to send an angry tweet. Okay. It's just, it's the cracker factories all bound up and I'm not going to get my favorite crackers for a while. So, you know, that's, that's like a first world problem that I got to deal with and I'm not, yeah. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. So yeah, I'm glad you're coping. Glad you're coping. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So anyway, that's my uh, banana pudding, um, uh, no crackers, uh, story. So, um, if, if, if you don't have anything else, I'd be more than happy to go into a commercial. I think a commercial would sound just about great right now. All right. We'll, 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 we'll come back on the Dave and Steve show after a word from our sponsors. John Tortello games and the Dave and Steve show fun factory proudly present the hottest new game on the market. The official Dave and Steve show board game. Set up the board, grab the dice, and take on the exciting role of middle-aged men pretending to be radio personalities at home as you recreate all of your favorite Dave and Steve Show moments. One, two, three, four. Oh, neat! I landed on the what did you do last week square. Time to draw a card and find out what exciting stuff I get to talk about. It says allergies acting up. That's kind of lame. I'm going to draw again. Yard work? Hang on, let me try one more. Crockpot recipes? Oh, what the f***? Nothing recreates the sadness of three aging has-beens living out their radio fantasies quite like the official Dave and Steve Show board game. One, two, three. Uh Uh-oh. Draw a technical difficulties card. I wonder what that will be. Internet problems? Bad mic? Oh shoot, my webcam isn't working. Back two squares I go. And the official Dave and Steve show board game is fun for the whole family. Watch out, Dad. You're about to land on. Oh no, I landed on the body rash square. I guess we know what you'll be talking about the next three turns. 
The Dave and Steve Show board game comes with everything you need. Just strap on the plastic Dave and Steve Show headphones. Toy headphones not functional. Grab your Dave and Steve Show microphone. Toy microphone does not work. And roll the dice to see who will be first to hit fame and fortune. Let's see. It looks like I get to book a guest. Time to draw a guest card. Oh, I hope it's someone famous. It says here, you reach out to a C-list celebrity, but they never email you back. Lose two turns. Huh? That's weird. That's what all these guest cards say. So race out today to your favorite gaming store, department store, or wherever high-quality board games are sold, and ask for the official Dave and Steve Show board game. You'll be glad you did. Hi, this is Steve of the Dave and Steve Show. Believe me when I tell you that the official Dave and Steve Show board game is the best Dave and Steve Show board game you can buy. Or my name isn't Steve of the Dave and Steve Show, makers of the hit board game, the official Dave and Steve Show board game. Hey everybody, let's order some Wild Horse Pizza and play another round. Yeah! yeah! Welcome to Canada, it's a Maple Leaf State, Canada, oh Canada, it's great, people are nice Canadians are generally nice people. This is what they're known for. Not that they can't have a bad day now and again, but can you imagine being a citizen of a country that is so widely known for being nice? My grandmother used to tell a joke that went like this. How do you get 100 Canadians out of a swimming pool? The punchline? You get a bullhorn and say, everyone out of the pool, please. It's really no wonder when they travel internationally that they are so well received. They mangle together words in both French and English and have the best parts that we like about Scottish and English culture and contain none of those obnoxious things from French culture. Oh, Canada? Here at the Dave and Steve Show, we love you. This has been Tracy's tip of the sombrero to our seven Canadian listeners. Minute. You think we have seven? Yeah, actually, we do have Canadian listeners, and uh, it's grown. And I, I'm imagining it's it's probably it's probably uh, seven. It's I, uh, ten, given that like the conversion rate. But uh, I think it's probably it's around seven to ten. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 that, I, I hope we get more. Um, it'd be fun to do a uh, listener party up there and, you know, oh, bring yeah. everybody from all parts of Canada to one place. And I think Saskatoon's going to be where it's at. Yeah, Saskatoon, for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just right there, or Regina, depending on like on hotel availability, but uh, we can definitely. <laughs> depending on hotel availability. You know, book a so, suite. So, you were telling me about your your involvement in a a song that was recorded, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, so um, I record with with these guys um, that helped with the dog book that I put out um, a little while the ago. The best darn dog in the world, right? By Steve Dam with with an accompanying song, and they're brilliant. They're 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 brilliant mm-hmm. guys. And one of the guys had a tune that he's he's working on um, an EP. And he said several uh, drummers come in and work on it. And they're, I mean, they're great. And, and the songs they did were absolutely fantastic. But I was really excited about getting to play 
on this project. And so in like July, we, um, we laid the drum tracks on this thing and I was, I was really happy. I did it about a day's work on it and it was, it was lovely. It was a lot of fun. And then after that, I had not heard it. I had not heard the, the, the track. So I had kind of forgotten what it was all about. Um, I remembered the song a little bit. Um, and remembered the tune because it's, you know, kind of, um, it's kind of haunting and, and And so for, for, for our listeners, you're not, you're, you're playing a drum set on this. Right. Playing uh, drum set on it. Do you sing on, do you sing on any tracks? I haven't, I haven't sung on any of these tracks. No, I, I do a lot of live singing, but I don't, I, I don't think I've ever been recorded singing, um, where they've turned the mic on at least. Well, that's a, I, I did it once. Like, uh, I was, uh, with my friend in Reno and, uh, and I recorded, uh, with, uh, his band. I went down there specifically to do that. And, uh, I recorded, uh, singing on two songs and they were really supposed to be just kind of like rough mixes for when they actually got an actual vocalist, but they, they, they mixed down one of them. And one of them, I was kind of, it was interesting. I was like 20 years old. So it was like the first time I'd ever done that. And I let a couple of people listen to it. And it was one of those things where, uh, they were actually like a little impressed, which was fine. that They liked it. And then one of the girls says, you know what? you sound just like David Bowie. And then I thought to myself, well, I hate David Bowie. (laughs) So that means I must suck. And while she was like really impressed, I was afraid to ever sing in front of people again. Yeah, that'll do it. That that's, you just all it took, you know, one piece of, um, of, uh, perceived, uh, perceived compliment. And it's, it's not going to work. I, I do remember I sang on a demo a long time ago and it's actually one where Dave played, Dave played on it and he probably has the song. And I am, I, I, um, I am, I, I remember why I don't, I, I didn't remember it. I blocked it out because I remember hearing back, listening to it again. I, I, I was super flat on that, uh, on that recording. And, um, that was before they had any of that pitch correction junk. It's like, you had yeah, to do so it. It, was just, it just needs a remix. That's all. It just needs a remix. It just, it just needs, it, to was it like on a four again. track, like it, a four track cassette recorder? It was an eight at, it was, a, it was a couple eight at machines oh. that we did. It was, I mean, it was, it was of decent, uh, technology when we did it, but it was a, it was a live room recording. So it was all of us playing at the same time which is one of my favorite ways to make recordings, but, uh, it, uh, m- me singing it. Oh, I, uh, there's a hell of a lot more I know about it. That was back in my college days. So, um, glad to not do that anymore, but this project, did anybody is compare you to David Bowie? No, no. Or Richard n- Marks or somebody. No, no. I always got Lou Reed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. There's a uh, the, the, the Velvet Underground. Yeah, that is, exactly. uh, band. yeah. when you're getting uh, those kinds of comparisons, I think that's uh, right. it's time to maybe hang it up a little bit. <laughs> right. Do 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 do. So, um, no, no, I I didn't do anything. I just played the drums, and it was a lot of fun. But it, it was um, it was very validating to get 
um, a copy of that finally, or a copy of it. Like he sent me a cassette. Um, it was really nice to get, he sent me the file and I opened it up and listened to it. And I was like, okay, this is great. Um, I really enjoyed hearing it again and then hearing my contribution. And then like being, of course you feel disappointed when you hear something that you don't like about it. And so I, um, I heard a thing that I was like, Oh, I wish I would have done that differently. And then I wrote the person back that wrote the song and I said, yeah, I wish I didn't do that, but that was exactly what they wanted me to do. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. These, uh, these dumb, uh, little phrases on the back end of the measure, uh, gosh, so stupid. If I could do that over again. And, and I, and I totally thought it was my, you know, my doing, but he's no, no, I, that's, that's what I wanted. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Then I'm totally happy with that. But yeah, I'm happy was, to uh, give you the stupid thing you wanted. That's <laughs> so, how insulting. Uh. Oh gosh. That's your last time. That's a, but I really like working with, with, um, uh, with this artist and, and I like, uh, I like working with, uh, um, the other artists as well. We just didn't happen to work on the same thing. So it was, it was fun to, hear that i hope that it gets released soon so i can share it with everybody but uh um but i did i gave you a sneak peek i let you yes. i let you hear it so you um, you were yeah and i it, it affirms what i've known for a long time is that uh when you sit at the drums uh, you know how to play the drums that um the the right sounds uh show up at the right time <laughs> that's really yeah. that's what it all that's all it yeah, is and it had the, the most uh, delicious sounding snare drum so there oh, that, it, i felt like it was very delicious too um it was uh, i did not eat it afterwards um it turns out it was ornamental only like uh so yeah. many uh gingerbread houses that we uh that we see we are not allowed to eat because inside there are actual nails so um that's so that was fun and affirming and and great. I, thanks for, uh, thanks for reminding me and having me, you know, talk about that, Tracy. I, I, I really feel validated. I just and wanted to give you a safe space to explore your feelings while Dave wasn't here. I, I needed that. I needed yeah. that. And that was Absolutely. good. But no, I mean, you, you make, you make art and you forget it. And then you, then you get to, you get to see it again. And, and that was, or hear it in this case. Um, mm -hmm. it was, it was nice to, um, it was like I had this, you know, unresolved thing. Like I, I hadn't, I didn't have access to it for a long time after I had done it. And I didn't realize how, how it was really sitting with me that I, um, that I hadn't heard it in a long time. So I'm really glad that, uh, um, that they were able to share that with me. So anyway, like when your mom brings out like baby pictures for your, your wife or girlfriend to see. Um, yeah, I never, I never had a problem with that. I, yeah. I, um, that, those were my best days were as a baby. Um, oh, I, you're Steve I, I peeing peaked. in the yard. You're, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I peaked right there during that picture of me peeing in the yard. Yeah. Peaked. Well, um, <laughs> so that's actually quite, quite true. That's not an exaggeration, but still, I mean, well, I, I, I don't need, I don't, I don't need to hear any more about my, my song, but you know what I do need to hear a little bit more what? of? What's that? Your headlines. And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza, it's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Yeah. 
Our first story, Denver police are investigating the theft of a box containing human heads from a parked freight company truck, officials said Saturday. The box was being transported for medical research purposes, police said in an email. Someone broke into the truck while it was parked between Wednesday afternoon and Thursday morning. The blue and white box was marked with a label that read exempt human specimen. A dolly was also stolen from the truck. Uh, I did some research on this. This is a uh, moving uh, appliance, not a uh, not a not a child's toy. So they were exempt, which meant they didn't they didn't require tabs. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's exactly it. <laughs> that's what. So they're they're heads and just just You're just, just heads just on around. ice. Okay, that's just it. So okay. they're just. Uh, Who's in charge of keeping that ice, you know, cold? So here's the thing. What would you do? You're, you, you never know. You're going to steal something in a box and you open it up and it's, it's a, it's a box of human heads. What do you do with it? Um, after you steal a box of human heads, you, um, you turn yourself in because you, you just got, you, you really got to give up because you need to realize that when you do something that dumb, you are a dangerous, you're, you're a danger to yourself and to others around you. And you probably should spend some time in lockup and get it all, but, get yourself but to, figured to be out. Fair. I mean, if they didn't, if they were moving quickly and they didn't see the, the label on the boxes, they could have th- thought this, this was like uh, Dave reordering uh, parts for his like lift desk at home. Right. And uh, so they're thinking, you know, it could be office parts. It could be a computer. It just happened to be human heads. So there was no, there, there was no intent probably to steal human heads. This is the, the equivalent of like porch piracy. You never know what you're going to get off, uh, off of, um, you know, somebody's porch. And so, you know, you, you steal a box. Sometimes it's going to be a head, you know, or two. That's <laughs> that, that's a fair point. So no arrests were made. And investigators ask uh, anyone who uh, finds the box to call police. <laughs> who else do you call? I find a box of like human heads in my yard or something. Somebody, oh great, somebody dumps stuff in my yard again. And you really hope you don't get like a lazy detective that shows up and says, "You found it. You did it. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm not solving this crime." Yeah, this might be one of those things where you just never find. Nobody finds it. They're right. like, oh, it's the right. human heads. I'm not, I don't want this on my, uh, so you just, uh, you put it in your neighbor's garbage. Yeah. If it's in your front yard, an anonymous tip. <laughs> <laughs> it's, if it's in your front yard, you, you really, you look at it and then it's like, how long do you wait before you realize that if somebody else finds it, you're in a lot of trouble. If you find it, mm, you're in some trouble. <laughs> you yeah. Know? You want, you definitely want to be the first one to find the box of heads. So at least you can decide, you know, use some discretion to determine now discretion. I mean, we're saying generally telling the truth would be the best, but, uh, but there's, you know, sometimes, sometimes they just end up next to your, uh, neighbor's, uh, trash bin. Lazy detective. Yeah. Yep. Are, you're, you're garbage. You're, <laughs> you did it. You're, that's you're your... just a uh, nine one one. Yeah. I just want to make an anonymous tip. Uh, it's my neighbor. He's really weird. He plays his music late at night and I'm pretty sure he has a box of heads by his garbage. Anyway, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Our second story, a 10 year old New York boy named 
Carter, who beat cancer, got to meet another cancer survivor named Carter, former President Jimmy Carter. The meeting between Carter of Glen Cove, New York, and the nation's 39th president uh, opened with a giant hug Monday at the Carter Center in Atlanta. Carter extended his arms as soon as he saw the former president, who gave him a warm hug, called him a handsome little man, and asked him how he was feeling. And uh, the uh, ten-year-old said, uh, "said it's it's uh, none of your damn business." <laughs> that's the that's the part that nobody. No, that this is happen, the same so. President Carter that you met. Yes, it is. I uh, saw the video and I did uh, some fact checking, and I did. This is the exact same President Jimmy Carter from Plains, Georgia, uh, that I met. It was not. Uh, it was not a lookalike. Okay, that's good, because the lookalike. Um... It's like, like, like lookalikes, uh, vary in quality. Like, uh, Dan Aykroyd did not look like Jimmy Carter when he played him. Sounded That's like a him, fair point. but didn't look like him. Yeah. Um, and there, 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 yeah, that was, uh, yeah. And, and so there's a lot of people Googling or, uh, binging what that is right now. So anyway, <laughs> uh, the hug definitely, uh, made me feel like I was not supposed to be nervous. The little 10 year old boy said, and, uh, so anyway, they got to meet each other and they have the same name. So whatever. Oh. And uh, in, in other news, water's wet because uh, Jimmy Carter is a nice, nice man. So everybody, I, think I don't think anybody can dispute that. I don't think anybody's hiding out with the story about Jimmy Carter being, you know, a real I can't SOB tell you how much I would have wanted to come away with a story of like, hey, you know how everybody thinks Jimmy Carter is a great guy? What an asshole. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. That didn't happen. And, uh, and so uh, he had probably every opportunity to be a jackass to me, and I, I he just didn't and do he, it. He blew every opportunity, just just yeah. shot right over it. Yep. And I reminded him. I was like, I was giving him softballs, you know, of ways to kind of like talk down to me or at least be like dismissive or demeaning. Nope. So he's either like very very smart or and very nice or or just wildly stupid. I'm not sure which, but uh, <laughs> but it just it doesn't matter anyways. He's a nice man. Well, all right. Anyway. E-commerce platform Flipkart on Wednesday apologized on social media for a marketing misfire promoting kitchen appliances on International Women's Day. Yesterday, Flipkart shared an idea to promote kitchen appliances on Women's Day. The message read, dear customer, this Women's Day, let's celebrate you. Get kitchen appliances starting from these low prices. Oh, Okay. That's, uh, that's, that's going to be a complicated, uh, that's going to be a complicated <laughs> conversation. Part of me actually kind of loves this because, uh, my, uh, when my second son was born, uh, I, my wife's aunts, uh, were here, uh, visiting our house and helping with the uh, newborn child. And, uh, so I spent, uh, one of the days that they were here in the kitchen cooking and there was like a few things that I couldn't find in the kitchen. Um, for a number of different reasons, uh, primarily because it's not my, I mean, I mean, we're as egalitarian as can be in many places, but I don't do most of the cooking. So there's some things I just didn't know where they were. Well, they joked that I never even like did anything in the kitchen and that. So I joked back that like, yeah, I wasn't even sure where the kitchen was, you know, and that kind of stuff. So then when they were like, kind of like give kind of ribbing me for this a little bit, then what I did whenever we bought a, a, a thing for the home, mm-hmm. a vacuum cleaner, 
a, uh, a microwave or anything like that. I would always take pictures of it being installed or my wife holding it. Doesn't matter what time of year we got it, mops, whatever. I would take pictures of it. And then on like Mother's Day, on her birthday or any International Women's Day or whatever, I would post this picture and I would say something like, you know, hey, uh, good job installing the microwave. Uh, happy Mother's Day. I can't wait to see what you make us for dinner or something like that. And then I would then like my you own just, post. You just, and then you'd wait wait for your aunts to, to just Precisely. roll on so, in. So they they bite every time, right? Yeah. So then yeah. like, so there's a lot of people that didn't know that I was, you know, some people are knew that I'm just a jackass that makes makes jokes, but I mean, it is blatantly misogynist, right? I, I And definitely like, well, it's chauvinist for sure, if not misogynist. And so it's, uh, and it's just over the top. So, and she plays along. I'm like, hey, we got a new mop here. Hold it. Let me take this picture. Your mother's day's in a couple of months. I'll post this picture. So I was just saving banking these photos, right? These photo ops. And so, and my wife is actually like really handy around the house. So like she did install the microwave and she did install the kitchen sink that mm -hmm. she likes doing that stuff. So I took photos of it while she was doing it. So like, you know, happy mother's day. I hope you love your new kitchen faucet, you know, that kind of thing. And, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it really, really angered uh, her family and gave me great satisfaction. Oh, anyway. it gave you great satisfaction. That's... Yeah. So the critics of the advertising strategy claimed that it reinforced negative stereotypes about women belonging mm -hmm. in the kitchen. Therefore, mm -hmm. the message received a barrage of criticism on social media. Imagine that criticism on social media. That is what's crazy. And so uh, anyway, they... Um, they are been uh, struggling to uh, come up with a new marketing strategy that was uh, less offensive and did not equate women with only kitchen uh, and cooking. That's I wonder, I wonder, wonder who, who brought that one up? Who said, Nope, this is a surefire winner. We tried it in 74 and it worked. <laughs> gangbusters. Just, yeah. I just wanted to hear the boardroom uh, decision on that one. Like uh, brilliant. Unanimous. Right. We're all we with need you. To move, we need to move these gas ranges. Let's light some cigars. Yeah, that was anyway. that was brought that was brought to the, that that was all the brainchild of somebody named Skip. <laughs> <laughs> well, Skip's on LinkedIn looking for a job right now. Yeah. Well, no, Skip, Skip's well past retirement age. Skip, that was that was Skip's last hurrah. Skip is that out was the, the swan song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go, Toots. Happy uh, International Women's Day. So. Oh. Our fourth story, the days of bringing your emotional support cat, pig, or even a miniature horse on a plane may soon be coming to an end. The federal government is enacting a new rule restricting the types of service animals allowed on commercial airline flights, allowing only dogs that meet specific training criteria. That's right. That's right. You do I, not I can't have... believe we've gone this far down the road. Oh, believe that. it. Believe it. Humans are terrible and they will, they will push every boundary. And that's why you have an emotional support iguana um, and an emotional support iguana and an emotional support iguana vest. And somebody is making emotional support iguana vests on Etsy and selling a ton of them. 
That's I wanna be your support animal. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's it with a cute little saying on it. Oh, I've gotta have that. It's fifty nine bucks in homemade. Yeah. So, anyway, the new Department of Transportation rule is in response to a growing backlash in recent years to airline passengers trying to bring all kinds of wild and outlandish pets onto planes, including the woman who tried to bring an emotional support peacock on board a United okay. Airlines flight in 2018 and the comfort turkey that was actually allowed to fly on Delta Airlines back in 2016. That's exhausting to me. That just hearing about an emotional support peacock is exhausting. I was thinking maybe an emotional support badger. Like, like it's like, uh, well, it makes me feel a lot more comfortable because nobody wants to sit around me at all. That's um, it. Just, yeah. If it's like, just a Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or hell, or even, a, I just, th- th- those types of things, like, uh, I just, even a, um, uh, what are those things that only come out at night and they got like the rat tails, the possums, possums, right? I was uh, one summer I was at a friend's house and we had, uh, he had kept a garbage, uh, uh, can in the back that had, you know, one of those galvanized aluminum or galvanized steel, uh, old fashioned garbage cans. And he used to keep just dog kibble in it and he'd feed his dog out of it. Well, he goes to feed his dog one night. We're all back there and he opens it up and there's a possum in there. Uh-huh. Of course, he opens it up, he's hissing at him. It looks like it's got its huge teeth and it's the most disgusting, angry animal in the world. And we just scared the hell out of all of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could, I would, I don't know what I would have to do if I had to like fly from like Seattle, LAX, <laughs> like sitting next to a possum, just staring at me. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't, I, I don't think I would. I don't think I would like that very much at all. Um, I don't think I'd like that. I don't think I'd like that at all. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know what would be worse—a really talkative, really talkative person, or a or a possum. Or a possum. I think I'm gonna go possum. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm, wow. Yeah. Well, we'll let our uh, audience uh, get some feedback on that. That's that's the news, Steve. Okay. Well. Um, you know, we, we, we did our best, Tracy. I think we did. Okay. Uh, I don't, I don't think well, Dave's going to be, you know, super upset with how we did, um, you know, with him, he, you know, he may have, uh, he may have taken a bayonet in the, uh, Norwegian Legion. So, <laughs> well, just, uh, Godspeed Dave and, uh, and, uh, keep up the good fight. Exactly. And, uh, exactly. And so, yeah. And so, we're our uh, thoughts and prayers are with uh, all of you and the rest of the uh, Norwegian Legion as you're uh, as you're uh, bringing uh, freedom to uh, Eastern Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Dave. And uh, we 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 hope you return uh, soon. But I think it's going to be you and I next week again. Absolutely. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely come up with some surprises for next week. Sure, we will. Yeah, sure, sure of course we will. Um, all right. Well, for um, for Dave and for Tracy and for me, Steve, uh, we will uh, talk to you next time on the Dave and Steve show. This is a lot louder than the beginning. Well... It's considerably louder than the beginning of the show.
Project Wiggles. Yeah. Because the boys are making noise about this girl, I should Um, no, no, Okay, <laughs> that got that got really loud. Yeah, that well, maybe there can be some adjusting if it's if it sounds obnoxious. All right, well, I'm leaving it in. <laughs>